Welcome to a Better Covenant podcast, an arm of the teaching ministry of Dr. Felix Idolo. We pray that this message will bless you and lift you up as Dr. Felix Idolo brings you deeper insights into God's covenant with us. And now, here is Dr. Felix Idolo. You know, if you can really get a hold of the wisdom of God, you can avoid much of the evil that is in this world. And I'll share that concept with you in, as we go through some scriptures in the Bible. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 tells us, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Another translation says, The fear of the Lord is the prerequisite of wisdom. In other words, you must have the fear of the Lord before you can have wisdom operating in a place. And uh, you see that knowledge and wisdom are two different things entirely. Uh, you need to have knowledge in order to operate in wisdom, but you can have knowledge and not have wisdom. That's what the Bible says. And uh, you can have a lot of knowledge and uh, still not be wise in the eyes of God. In fact, knowledge can bring you a lot of frustration. If you, as a matter of fact, if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1, it tells us, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Then look again at 2 Peter chapter 1, verse, verses 5 to 8. I'll read. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now notice it says you will be you will never be notice it says you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ if you possess these character traits. That tells you that you can have knowledge and be unfruitful. And so uh, for knowledge to become productive, for knowledge to become fruitful. Uh, you need to have wisdom. Now, I want you to have a look at this scripture again. First Peter, Second Peter, chapter one, five to eight. You can see it leads a it lists a number of positive character traits, and I'll come back to that later. Somebody defined wisdom as choosing positive character traits over negative character traits. So here he says, add to your faith. Uh, virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, uh, love. In other words, this is wisdom. It's telling you that without wisdom, the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ will leave you barren and unproductive. So when you choose these positive character traits over and above the negative character traits, then you are operating in the wisdom of God. Then that knowledge becomes productive in your life. Now, I want you to look at that uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 again. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now, uh, there are commentaries I will tell, tell you that uh, that word uh, beginning is used in the sense of mastery. In other words, the fear of the Lord is the ability to master knowledge. The fear of the Lord gives us mastery of knowledge. Let's look at the law of electricity, for example. First that law was discovered, then the power behind that law has to be tapped now. That's electricity as it comes into our homes, goes into our industries, and begins to do all these wonderful works that, that make 
modern life possible. But did you know that discovering that law, having knowledge of that law alone was not enough? Men still had to master that law in order to avoid the injurious aspects of that law. The, the law of electricity alone, if you don't master it, the power behind that law, if you don't master it, then it's going to create a lot of havoc. You can imagine naked wires running through the room in which I'm doing this part, podcast right now. Or where you leave naked electrical wires running through the room where you are, stepping on naked electrical wires. I mean, you get electrocuted. So the law, much as it had to be discovered, had also to be mastered. And that's what the fear of the Lord is all about. The fear of the Lord gives us mastery of knowledge so that knowledge will not work to bring about our destruction. The Bible says knowledge puffs up, but uh, but love edifies. So that is the power of wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to master knowledge. And Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13 tells us, For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. He's unskillful. He can't use it. He, can't, he may have the knowledge of it, but he has not learned to use that knowledge skillfully. But solid food, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13, belongs to those who are full age, that is, those who by reason of exercise have their senses trained to discern good and evil. So you see, knowledge alone is not enough. We have to get to a point where we master that knowledge. And if you understand this concept, you begin to see more into the, 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 the thorn in the flesh that uh, was sent to attack the Apostle Paul. He got that revelation, but having that revelation alone was not enough. He had to still master that revelation to positive outcomes. And that's how he learned to, in the process, it was a, it was a process. It wasn't something that happened all of a sudden. And so that, uh, that, that evil spirit that was sent to attack him uh, could take advantage of the fact that he had not yet mastered that revelation. But as he grew in the understanding and the mastery of that revelation, he rid himself of that thorn in the flesh. Now, in the Garden of Eden, you have something tragic that happened. God placed in the Garden of Eden a man created in his own image and likeness. And now, he gives to that man the power of choice. First, the intellect of that man was tested uh, in the ability to name all the animals in the garden. That's, that was awesome. As he stood there in the presence of God, the animals came and Adam was the one that was able to name it. He was able to tap revelation from the Spirit of God and give names to all these, all these animals. Now they came to him, the test of choice, and God placed before him the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and also he placed before him the tree of life. And Adam had to choose. And God told you, the day, in the day that you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in dying, you shall surely die. Then we have something tragic that happened. The devil takes over the body of a snake and convinces Eve to eat of that fruit. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14, For Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. In other words, Adam knew exactly what he was doing, and that's what made this transgression, uh, this, uh, that sin, gave it the seriousness that it had. But Eve, on the other hand, uh, was deceived. Now, Eve succeeded in talking Adam into eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and tragedy struck the human race. Now, question is, what did the tree of the knowledge of good and evil represent? Well, we've talked about that before, that the, the word evil means that which is broken, that which is no longer functioning the way the designer uh, intended it to function. So when something is evil, it's broken. So when we say the, the human condition is in an evil 
evil situation. The human race is in an evil condition right now. What we are saying, that humanity and creation actually is not functioning the way God intended it. The whole thing is broken. The whole thing is malfunctional. The whole thing is dysfunctional. It needs to be fixed. And so God was telling Adam, the day you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will not only see the good aspect of creation, you begin to see the whole thing fall apart before your very eyes. And that's the reason why we see all these calamities, all these tragedies, all these disasters, and all this malfunctioning that we see, not only in our lives, in our bodies, in our families, in our in our environment, and all tornadoes and, and, and lightning striking people dead. This is, these are the results of Adam eating the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God told him, God warned him. He said, you, you see the creation the way it is. When God left off creation, everything was perfect. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, Then God saw that everything that he had made, indeed, it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. When God looked at creation, when he finished with creation, his final verdict on creation was that excellent. Another translation says God saw that it was excellent. It couldn't be better. And now God turned it over to Adam and gave him the instruction. He said, do not eat of the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you eat it, you begin to see things proceed from good to tragedy, calamity, disaster. And that's the reason why the human condition is in the way it is today. And now God offers us in Christ Jesus a way out of it through his wisdom. And that's why we say wisdom is the ability to master knowledge. In other words, when we tap into the wisdom of God, we can use that knowledge uh, that God has given to us to experience the positive aspects of, 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 of that knowledge. We don't have to experience the, the negative. We don't have to experience the calamity, the disaster, the tragedies. God has given us a way to avoid tragedy and live life as he designed us to live it. He has given us a way. I'll say that again. God has given us through his wisdom, made available in the presence of Christ. He's given us a way to avoid the evil, the tragedy, the calamities, the, 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 the dysfunction, the malfunction, and live life that the way that he intended us, the way that he, in, he designed us to live it. And that's what wisdom is all about. Now, I want you to look at that scripture again. Uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. That's, in, that's interesting thing about fools. The Bible says fools despise wisdom and instruction. The very thing that God put there for their salvation, for their deliverance, they despise it. And that's why fools pray prayers. They pray and pray and pray for deliverance. They don't get delivered because the very thing that God put there for their deliverance, they don't have any regard for it. However, when we look at Job chapter 28, verse 28, it tells us, And to man, he, that is God, said, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from understanding, sorry, I read that again. Job chapter 28, verse 28. And to man, he said, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil, that is understanding. Now, that's very interesting. It says, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Now, let's take that concept and read again this scripture that we saw in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, where it says, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning or the mastery of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning or the mastery of knowledge. Now that we know that the fear of the Lord is wisdom, let's substitute wisdom for that phrase, the fear of the Lord. Wisdom is the beginning or the mastery of knowledge. 
Can you see that? You understand it now? Uh, wisdom is the mastery of knowledge. You can have knowledge and still not have mastery of it. You can have knowledge and still suffer evil, calamity, tragedies, disaster. You need wisdom to gain mastery of, of the knowledge that you have. You need wisdom to gain mastery of knowledge, to use knowledge to productive outcomes. And that's the reason why a lot of our graduates, of a lot of the graduates of our higher institutions of higher learning, they roam in the streets unemployed. Because knowledge alone will not do the trick. We go to all these institutions of higher learning and to come out and find out that we still can't make money. We, we still can't take care of ourselves. Why? Because in these institutions, we are not given wisdom. The Bible says wisdom comes from above. You're going to have to tap wisdom by depending on, on, on the Heavenly Father, by reaching out for it from the Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ our Lord. So wisdom is the mastery of knowledge. And uh, that is how we take knowledge, master it, and use it for productive out outcomes. So that, that's another way we can look at it. Uh, and that's why the Bible talks about godliness is a product of wisdom. Godliness. I want you to look at that word in the terms of God-likeness. The man who operates in wisdom, there's a likeness of, of the character of God in him. Because God himself is the ultimate perfection when it comes to the mastery of knowledge. You could never have God use knowledge in a way that will produce any form of evil. God will never use any knowledge that he has. Of course, God is the owner of all knowledge and the source of all knowledge. The Bible says that God is the source, is the God of knowledge. Uh, another translation says God is the, is the God of all knowledges. Take the, take the knowledge you have in the field of medicine, in the field of computer engineering, in the field of geology, in the field of biology, in the field of zoology, in the field of botany, in the field of ecology, whatever field, combine all that knowledge and put it into the mind of one being. That's, 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 and then you begin to have an idea of how, how great God is in knowledge. And uh, the Bible says now that God is, has mastery of that knowledge. He will never use that knowledge in a way that you have any negative consequence. And that's what God wants for us. God wants us to have knowledge, but not just have knowledge. He wants us to use that knowledge in a way that that knowledge will be beneficial to us and to our fellow man. He never wants us to use knowledge in a way that will have any destructive consequences upon our lives or upon anybody else for that matter. And so when we talk about the knowledge of good and evil, that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that uh, Adam ate of and uh, in disobedience to God and in the process of that released or unleashed upon, earth, on, on, upon the earth all the evils that we see on this world today, God has given us a way of escape out of all these things through his wisdom. That is interesting. That is wonderful. That it's not the will of God for any man to go through all these tragedies, all these calamities, all these disasters, all these problems that you see in the human family. No, that's not God's will. That's not God's plan. It's the will of God for us to take hold of his wisdom and avoid the calamity, avoid the tragedy, avoid the disaster, and live life as he intended us, and live life as he planned us for us to live it, and live life as he designed us to live it. Now, that's the meaning of the word shalom, the Hebrew word shalom. It means life according to design. Life the way God planned it. Complete life. Wholesome life. And, and that's what God uh, wants for every one of us. Now, I want us to look at uh, Job chapter 28, verse 28 again. He says, The fear of the Lord, uh, that is wisdom, and to depart from, from evil, that is understanding. 
The fear of the Lord is wisdom. To depart from evil is understanding. To depart from evil, that word uh, literally means to, sep- to live separate from it. In other words, you are in the world, but the evil of this world does not rule you, does not dominate you, does not control you, does not govern you. You're living in it, but you're living above it through the power of God's wisdom. Now, John chapter 16, verse 15, you see Jesus praying there, what we call the high priestly prayer. In the entire book of, in the entire chapter of of 16, John chapter 16, you see Jesus praying there, the high priestly prayer, the prayer that's popularly called or commonly referred to as the high priestly prayer of Jesus Christ. And you go over to verse 15, Jesus says, or he prays to the Father, he says, Father, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but I should keep them from the evil one or keep them from the evil. You see, God has left us here. After we get born again, God says, I'm not praying that God should take you out of the world, but I want you to stay in this world because God has a mission for you in this world, has a mission for you and I in this world as born again Christians. But while we are doing that mission, carrying out that mission in the world, God, Jesus prays to the Father, says, Father, don't take them out of the world, but while they are in the world carrying out and fulfilling this mission that I have for them, keep them from the evil. So you see, that's the will of God. The will of God is that we'll live our life above the evil, live our life free from the evil, and that is what wisdom has come to accomplish in our lives. And that's why we should open up our hearts and open up our hands, reach out for the wisdom of God and get a hold of it. Now, Jesus goes on to pray and says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. In other words, sanctify them or separate them from the evil by the truth. You see, truth is very, very important uh, if we are going to live our lives separate from the evil. If for some reason the devil can convince us into thinking that it's the will of God for us to suffer all these misfortunes and all these calamities in this world, to suffer all these distresses and all these disasters and all these heartaches, if, it's, if the devil can somehow convince us into believing that, we have accepted his lie and there is no way we can live above the truth. You can pray all you want to pray, but if you believe that lie, you will never be able to live above it and live separate from it. And that's why Jesus Christ said, or he prays, he says, Father, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but you should keep them from the evil or keep them from the evil one. Then he says, sanctify them by your word or sanctify them by your truth, thy word is truth. The means by which we live our lives separate from the evil that is in this world is by means of the knowledge of the word of God, the knowledge of the truth, coming to know the truth, the truth of who God is. John chapter 10 verse 10, the thief comes only but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That is the dividing line. That is where we see the separation between God and the, and, and the enemy, between Jesus and the enemy. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But the thief is the one that comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. In other words, if it is stealing, if it is killing, if it is destroying, it's not God, it's not Jesus, it's not the Holy Spirit, it is the devil that is doing it. And that's where we make the separation. And if we can believe that, then we can begin to apply that knowledge and live above the evil that is in this world. Now, until I come your way again, keep meditating on these truths. The Lord keep you, the Lord bless you, the Lord uphold you, and the Lord continue to hold you in His mighty grip of grace. In Jesus' name, amen. We trust that this message has been a blessing to you. Be sure to join us again for another refreshing episode. For additional information, 
please visit www.abettercovenant.org or email us at abc at abettercovenant.org.